Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, December 9th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, you had quite the theater-going weekend, did oh you not? Oh my goodness, it was, it was very full. And by very full, I mean two shows. <laughs> yeah, which to me is like a Saturday morning. I was, was going to say, you came here and saw like 45 <laughs> shows in an hour. Yes. So. yes. Um, it, I, neither of the shows that you saw are open yet, so you can't share thoughts necessarily, can't. but can you tell us what you saw? And, I can do, yeah. And then later in the show, we'll tell you when they open, so that, yes. so that then you can share your thoughts after those time yes, periods have elapsed. both of which are opening this week, I saw at Atlantic Theater Company on Saturday, I saw Halfway Bitches Go Straight to Heaven, which was... Amazing. That's as much as I can say. Okay. I mean, what did we just say? They haven't <laughs> opened. You can't. Oh, man, breaking can, all the journalistic I, rules. I can at least say if they're good. I can't so, say anything. So further. halfway, halfway journalists go straight to hell. Is that what is going <laughs> oh, on here? Oh, yeah. no oh, question okay. <laughs> about it. There's no doubt about it. We're all in hell together. Oh yeah. Uh, this is the bad place. Okay, so halfway bitches go straight to heaven. What's the other one? Sunday, I saw one and two. Dania, our loves new play with the new group, and I'm gonna be thinking about it for a while. This is one, and maybe we'll wait until it opens to talk mm. about this. But I, I have not. I did not see it. It wasn't running when I was in town. Uh, I also did not see the inheritance. But a lot of people, yeah. uh, because of some similar. Um, Themes, I guess. Again, I haven't seen it. Sure. Uh, but some similar themes have been comparing and contrasting those sure. two shows with some very, very passionate feelings uh, about it. So we'll we'll get to that later in the week. But I'm I'm interested to hear your thoughts uh, about those shows. For but sure. Also, Ashley, we of course have the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/Broadway Radio, BroadwayRadio.com/slash/Patreon. If you want to head over there, uh, we are kicking around some uh, some plans now to. Uh, get you some even more exciting stuff in the Patreon feed, especially as we get closer to the holidays. So be on the, not lookout, the listen out. Is mm. that the equivalent? That, sure. I guess that that, that's a word. No, it's not, but okay. Uh, <laughs> it is now. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, actually, we have to start today uh, today's show with some sad news. Mm. As we learned about the death of Tony Award winner Rene Aubergenois, he passed away at the age of 79 due to complications with lung cancer. This is a guy that, if you don't know the name, you yeah. certainly know the face and very much. I can almost certainly guarantee that everybody listening here knows the yeah the works and the voice. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 ha, ha, ha. Exactly. Um, Rene Aubergenois was a longtime Broadway uh, regular, starting his career back in 1968 in a production of King Lear at, when he played the fool. And this is all the way back in 1968. But listen to some of the other people that were in this cast. Mm. Also in the cast was Philip Bosco, Stacy Keach, um, Paul Rudd, which I'm guessing is a different Paul Rudd. Also, Tom <laughs> I mean, Sawyer, different Paul, Tom Sawyer. Paul Rudd is yeah. know, <laughs> immortal, so it could yeah, be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But um, just a fantastic career. He won his Tony Award. Uh, in 1970, in the show Coco, uh, the oh, ill-fated show, know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, about Coco Chanel starring Catherine Hepburn. Um, he also had uh, three other Tony nominations: one for Best Featured Actor in a Play in 1974 as The Good Doctor. He was in the original cast of Big River, for which he was also a Best Featured Actor and a Musical mm, nominee. Yeah. And then finally, in 1990s, City of Angels, where he was also nominated for Best Featured Actor in a yes. Musical. 
but I think most people will probably recognize his face from television. He was uh, on the television show Benson uh, for the entire run of that show. He was also on Star Trek Deep Space Nine, uh, in which he played uh, Mr. Um, oh, what is the the character's name? I'm losing it. Um, uh, Obo, oh, oh no, uh, Odo, Odo, Odio. Um, uh, he was a changeling on that show. Um, so he was in that. And then, of course, he he voiced the character of Chef Louie in the original Little Mermaid movie as yes. well. So um, uh, he was a three-time Emmy nominee as well. So very sad. I believe, actually, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I need to go back and look. I believe he was originally announced to play the Mater D in this most recent Broadway revival of She Loves Me. And he eventually oh, really? um, was replaced by Peter Bartlett. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that was all about. but. I hadn't uh, heard that. Yeah, I think it was announced at one point even, um, and he had to change. But uh, either way, Rene Aubergenois was uh, a legend and somebody who had an incredible career. And if you go through and look at his, like, IMDB page or Wikipedia page, he he was always working. And like a lot of those folks that, yeah, like a lot of those folks who get into animated stuff just like mm-hmm. his voice pops up in so was, many different things i was gonna say if you haven't seen him you have certainly heard him in something whether it's a video game or some kind of animated show or film you yeah, have the, for sure the seen iconic, him do his work yeah the iconic uh animated series that ran from 2010 to 2013 pound puppies uh, oh man <laughs> yeah but um a sad day i loved him on uh boston legal as mm. well where he was often a foil for bill shatner yeah sure. um so uh a sad day for him he uh, uh passed away again at the age of 79 and our thoughts mm. are with everybody who loved him either as a friend or as a fan absolutely all right, Ashley, let's move on to this week's theatrical schedule. We actually have a decent amount of stuff to talk about this week. The first one is something we've already talked about this week, and that is Halfway Bitches Go Straight to Heaven. It is yeah. officially opening tonight uh, at the Atlantic Theater Company. So presumably, Ashley, mm. this is something that we can talk about your thoughts on tomorrow's episode. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. This show was written by Stephen Adley Girgis and directed by John Ortiz. It is currently set to run through December 29th, um, and... Uh, a few names that we're familiar with, Sean Carvajal um, in there. That's the only Greg Keller. Um, I don't know that there was anybody else that really jumped out as someone that I was familiar with. Was there, Ashley? Oh, uh, there's an actor and actress in Orange is the New Black, and her name oh, is that. not coming to my head right now. Okay, I don't watch that, so I wouldn't have recognized her, but I'm sure a lot of people would. Oh, for sure. If yeah. they see her, because... People are far more cultured than I am. Uh, Yeah, so we'll go from there. We're going to stay off-Broadway, and because we have another off-Broadway opening tonight, and that is the new play Greater Clements, coming from Samuel D. Hunter and uh, Lincoln Center Theater. This one is um, directed by Davis McCollum, and uh, Samuel D. Hunter is one of those playwrights, actually, that just has like this interesting cult following. Like He's just kind of a weird dude. This show is running through January 19th, and I'm really interested to hear um, the reviews for this one because this is one that's kind of been hasn't been talked about a lot. But when you have a cast like Judith Ivy's in this cast, mm. like with a playwright like that and an actress like that, feels, I'm really interested. Feels yeah, it's, hard to go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's move to tomorrow night. <clears throat> Crack my knuckles and get ready to dive <laughs> into this one. Oh boy! Tomorrow night we have the first Broadway preview performance. 
of the West Side Story revival on the Broadway. If you follow me on Twitter, and if you're not, how dare you? <laughs> what a shame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I noticed that on uh, the telecharge, they posted the presumed running time for this Broadway uh, revival yes. of West Side Story. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think you might have actually commented on it maybe at one point. Maybe. Um, if not, uh, some, somebody who has an avatar that looks like you. Um, the, Lucky pres- the, the announced running time is one hour and 45 minutes with nary an intermission. Now, this is not something that's new. I think right. I've been telling folks that. Um, but it is now official. Mm. And as crazy as that is, folks, man, just... Pay attention to the social meds uh, and the message boards on Tuesday night because the oh folks God. that go to that thing, it's going to be bonkers. And I've heard some rumors that Sondheim was at rehearsals recently and was was moved to tears. And apparently he's behind it. Um, I just I just find it hard to believe that Arthur Lawrence or Leonard Bernstein would have been in support of some of these things that I've heard. Now, they do, do have a two. <laughs> yeah, they, they have a two month preview period for that purpose though yeah Uh, in case anybody from the estates throws up a red flag and says yet uh they have the opportunity right to make changes this is of course directed by evo van hova and the choreography is 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 very different um it is by anna Teresa de kiersmaker or kiersmacher um Mm -hmm. if you start doing the math we know that they've already taken out some of the songs they took out i feel pretty and the somewhere ballet yeah that doesn't make up like the forty-five minutes to an hour of the show that that, that they've cut. That's so... what I want to know more than anything because we've talked about that before. That's correct. It, it's not a lengthy amount of time to lose those two numbers. So I think, wh- what? Yeah, else I think is Arthur gone? would be mad. I think Arthur would be mad that most of his work um, will be gone, mm. but. Yeah. I think that this might resemble more of a contemporary dance piece with singing than an actual traditional Broadway musical. Exciting. But we will see when performances begin tomorrow night. Mm. Then, also on Tuesday night, Ashley, we have the other show that you saw uh, this week. And that was one in two. Uh, Danya yeah. R. Love's new play uh, that is off-Broadway from the new group. It is currently set to run through January 12th. Um, you will have your opportunity to discuss this show uh, later in the week, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you will be on the show when we uh, when it opens. I think you're going to be flying through the air with the greatest of ease, uh, but we will definitely talk about that one uh, when you are back. I will have lots of words on it always, okay, forever. Good to know, always and forever. Um, also on Tuesday night, we have the first out of well, not out of town because they're all out of town, but the first performances from the national tour for My Fair Lady. It is beginning its uh, road, uh, its tour schedule. In Syracuse, as they are wont to do at the Landmark Theater, it'll be there from December 10th through the 13th before heading to the Kennedy Center for its official opening. Uh, so check that out. I'm excited to see that when it comes to Orlando um, in the spring. Ah, there you go. Yeah. And uh, then on Thursday night, we have the official opening night for Harry Connick Jr. hyphen, a celebration of Cole Porter on the Broadway. Then on Thursday, we also have an off-Broadway opening at a show that you almost accidentally went to, (laughs) The Thin Place, um, (laughs) over at Playwrights Horizons by Lucas Hanath. That one is currently scheduled to run through January 5th. We will certainly talk about that later on. Then on Friday night, we have the opening out at Seattle's Fifth Avenue Theater for Mrs. Doubtfire, the musical super interested to hear what oh, yeah. the out-of-town reviews are for this one. Oh, yeah. We'll also be interested to see if any of the New York publications send a reviewer out 
to get a look at this one uh, before it comes to New York in the spring. I, I think it's very interesting that the producers decided to do it in Seattle. I mean, if, you know, if Brantley or somebody wants to review it, they're going to have to fly all the way across the country. So uh, we'll see what that is all God, about. I hope they can afford it. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> Uh, and then on Saturday night, we have the first performances for the Chicago run of The Light in the Piazza, starring Renee Fleming and Soleil Pfeiffer. This is at the Lyric Opera of Chicago and is currently set uh, to run just through Sunday, December 29th. And then in 20, uh, 2020 and 2021, Renee Fleming will apparently be taking this on the road. No word as to who her who will be playing her daughter in that run. And then finally on Sunday, actually, we have a quartet of off-Broadway shows that will be closing. First, we have for colored girls who have considered suicide when rainbows uh, when rainbow is enough at the public theater that will be closing. Then we have the young man from Atlanta closing at Shakespeare at the Signature Theater. Then oh, we have God, Macbeth. That was so quick, I forgot I about it already. Yeah. Then we've got Macbeth, which is closing at the Classic Stage Company, and the underlying Chris Will Eno's play that is closing at Second Stage. So, uh, lots going on. So, yeah, if you need to see those shows before they close, um, they've all had good reviews. Macbeth was kind of wonky, but the other ones have had good reviews, so check those out if you can get to them this week. All right, and finally, Ashley, we've got a, a, a few bits of news that are uh, interesting for various reasons. Okay. <laughs> First off, on Friday, we learned that the upcoming musical adaptation, or not ad- adaptation, but the new musical from Barry Manilow and his longtime collaborator Bruce Sussman that had been announced to be getting ready to begin performances in just a few months mm-hmm. off-Broadway at the National Yiddish Theater Folkspain will be pushing back its run into 2021. Now the show was uh, fit, it was supposed to begin performances on February 11th, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, just two months from now. But In a short run too, right? Um, uh, yeah, it it, it was. Uh, I don't know how long it was supposed to be, but like a month, you know, a short off Broadway sure. uh, run. But I would imagine though they had feelings if it did as well as Fiddler that they right, would extend right. as well. But here's the reason. Normally when you hear about these things, you think, whoa, this thing must be a disaster. That still might be true. But apparently Warren Carlyle, who is set to direct and choreograph, recently had a bout with appendicitis. Oh. And and he has been successfully treated and is recuperating. Good. But when you are, A, as busy as he is, mm. um, and you get that sick, which, you know, we hear about appendicitis all the time. But if you're an adult and have appendicitis, you could die. Yeah. Um. So he had appendicitis. That obviously put a, a, a wrinkle into his production schedule. Mm. And then because the people who were in this cast, including um, Sierra Bagus and trying to remember who else um, was originally announced to be in this but uh, they were very busy and weren't able to reschedule it until February 9th of 2021 which will now be the new preview dates and I feel bad for Sierra Bogus because it feels like she has like a show every year or two that gets canceled like she was in <laughs> yeah. she was in Rebecca for a while oh, God, um, yeah. then she was doing that Phantom of the Opera in French where the theater caught on fire right and it just feels like there's something cursed about uh about the Sierra I think it's oh, the it's boy. the curse of the Heelys <laughs> it might be might be don't bring those things to Broadway. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, next uh, next up, this is uh, news that I know you are very excited about, Ashley. Yes. The Vineyard Theater is bringing back Is This a Room for a Return Encore Engagement. Good. We'll be beginning performances at the Vineyard Theater on December 20th and will now run through January 19th. This is one that you've all heard me 
bitch and moan that I wasn't able to see because yeah, they didn't shit. extend it until I was already booked. I won't be in town, but now you can avoid my fate and you can see this uh, this show that got phenomenal reviews. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was selected by both Ben Brantley and Jesse Green for whatever that's worth as a best <laughs> piece of theater in 2019. It's pretty phenomenal. So. And it's a it's either seventy or eighty minutes. I think seventy minutes. Seventy minutes, v- yeah. Very tight seventy minutes. Uh, do not miss it. Yeah, very cool. All right, let's close out the show with the news coming from the Roundabout Theater Company. That is the cast for the upcoming New York premiere of Daniel Zaychik's new musical called Darling Grenadine. The show will star Adam Cantor, Emily Walton, uh, Matt Delal, Jay Armstrong Johnson. Uh, Ari Krebs and Mike Nappy. Good cast. Uh, this, yeah, very good cast. It is coming this spring. It, it will, um, well, I guess, spring season. Um, it will uh, actually begin performances on January 16th. will officially open on February 10th and will run through March 15th. This is in a roundabout underground production, so t- tickets are just $30. Ooh, That's a fantastic cast. I, I raved about Jay Armstrong Johnson in Scotland, PA, which was also a roundabout oh, show. Yeah. So definitely see him. Adam Cantor has a voice to die for absolutely um, should be in more uh, things yeah the what was it waiting um mm. was that was that his song in um in the band's visit yes yeah just fantastic and emily walton um i saw her uh, i believe in the tour of come from away is that right i think that's right is that um, right but i'm not sure honestly i think it's right yeah come from away she was she was janice and others in the national tour of uh of come from away um so, yeah, so there was uh, just a, a really fantastic cast uh, and really excited to hear what this one is all about. Cause normally when you assemble a cast like that to um, uh, to do an off-Broadway show, it's probably pretty fantastic. It's a must-see, so. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that is all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can the folks find you? The folks can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. All right, uh, Ashley and I should be back tomorrow then. Yes. Just as a stroke of timing, as Ashley is flying to the Hotlanta, uh, yeah. James and I will be back for Wednesday's episode, which will be my 1000th episode oh wow yeah. i'm glad i could take off that. Yeah. so uh, <laughs> yeah thank you um actually i i'm yeah i don't know if I'll, maybe it's not i don't know we'll see i, I might not be here wow. tomorrow but we'll see uh that would be <laughs> really really getting everyone's hopes up for three well i'm not seconds. good at math i no, it will it, i did the math wrong it will be my thousandth show but okay. i might not be here tomorrow i just misspoke we're um, we're just getting all kinds of dates wrong, <laughs> dude. Between the SpongeBob thing, we're and, sorry. Uh, we were really excited. <laughs> yeah, it was the best day ever. Yeah, it was the best day ever. Yeah. All right. Have a great Monday, everybody, and we'll be back and hopefully a little tighter tomorrow.